You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Well, for those that do not know me, my name is Jim Hermanson. I oversee the House of Prayer here in Mason City, and uh, that's all I am. Not really, that's all I do. Who I am, who you are, is totally different than what we see, know, feel, think, or even realize sometimes. Because we see through a glass dimly and darkly sometimes. You know, we see in part, we know in part, we understand in part. But when Jesus shows up, he starts to clear things out. And you begin to see yourself, uh, see your family, see your friends in a whole new different light. And this is, this is the vital thing that the Lord is doing in our midst right now. Is he's coming in and beginning to help us understand who we are helping us understand that we're more than what we are right now, and we're even going to be more than what we think we're going to be in the future. As we press into him, we become conformed to the image of Christ. He begins to take us and say, read my word. What does it say about my son? Wow, he did this, this, and this. this. I want to do that in you. I want to conform you into the image of my son where the enemy would come in and it had no place in him. He had no grip on him. Why did the enemy have no grip on Jesus? Because he was immersed in oil, anointing the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's saying. Get immersed in my oil. Get immersed in that so the enemy has no grip on you. So when he comes, you are just covered and you are protected by myself. That's not the message, but that is the message. It really is. That's like, ah, that's like, Abba, what are you doing? Okay. The reason I had us sing in, and uh, thank you, Callie. This is, this, I feel sorry for Callie, you know, without the words and stuff. But it was interesting for me because I went ahead and I said, don't bother with the PowerPoint. I'm like, Really? You know, because I've done this a long time ago, and I've done this before. And he just said, no, you don't need to do a PowerPoint. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, come here, and I'm like going, no PowerPoint. Oh, oh, no problem. And plus, <laughs> but Callie did provide a picture. Mary found it on the Internet. Turn around, turn around and uh, just take a peek if you can make out the picture of the knight kneeling with the shield and the spear. That's a selfie of you guys. It's a selfie of you. That was the message that actually God gave me. He said, you're called to be a warrior. Be a warrior. Be a warrior. Man up. Get Get your Holy Spirit armor on, get your mind made up, I'm going to be a warrior, get your spirit alive, I'm going to be a warrior, get, your, get yourself 
disciplined, I'm going to be a warrior. I thought about that. I was thinking about this message, and I'm like going, I was going to ask some, anybody out there that was in the military. What was required of you to be the warrior, to be in the military? Discipline, obedience, submission, determination, perseverance, practice. I mean, if anything like that, you know, you, just, you don't just pick up a, a gun and just like randomly be able to shoot it well. What's it take to be a warrior? What does it look like? When you see yourself as a warrior, what do you see? You may not see yourself as a warrior, but I have good news. Because no matter what level or where place you are in this place of being a warrior, Jesus has already won the war. Yes, that's what we're thinking about. That's why we're here. Jesus has already won the war. He has come, conquered, risen, victorious, seated at the right hand, and instructing his army in the way through every battle. But the war has been won. Jesus, in that place of love, and in that place of understanding you and your uniqueness and your, your, your plan in his heart and his love for you, has a special design place for you to war in. You don't, have to, you don't have to do my battle. Now, we pray for others and war on their behalf. But you don't have to dive into the middle of my battle. But God has equipped you specifically for your own battle. I might actually get to my notes. I don't know. I want to encourage you with this. Dan asked me about this. I shared with him with this. He asked me about, oh, a while ago. He said, just in case of emergencies, could you prepare a message? In case something comes up? I thought, oh, yeah, you gave me two months. I suppose I could <laughs> find something in two months. So I, I started jotting down a five-point outline. No poems, but a five-point outline. And then I, Dan gets the call, and I said, yeah, I got something. And I went to the, that's why I picked up the rough outline, and I looked at it, and I thought, that ain't it. <laughs> that's not it. And I'm like going, oh, no, I went from two months to two days. <laughs> now I got to know. And then I got the warrior. And so I got the warrior thing, right? And so, okay, got the warrior. God, you, you told me this. I, I got to figure this out. What's, what's this all about? So I work part-time at Menards. I do morning stock from 5 to 9 in the electrical department. So I'm there doing my morning stock thing, minding my own business on the ladder. And you get all sorts of guys walk by that early in the morning, and they got some, I don't know how many times I've heard, getting up in the world. You know, like I've never heard them. I mean, I've I'm, I'm been doing this for six years, and finally some of the, getting up in the world. I'm like, so I got my classic response. Yeah, this is about as high as it gets right here. But, no, a guy comes by me uh, Friday. And you know how some people say, how goes the battle? He says, how goes the wars? What? How goes the war? 
I didn't say that to him. I just said, just, it's going great. And off he went. But I knew when he said that, so that was confirmation. Warriors, how goes the wars? And again, Jesus has won the war, the big picture thing. That's why we need to know the word of God, because we see the victory. We see the battle that you're fighting in this story, in the word of God. So here we are. So right on schedule with what God wants us to share. I want to encourage those. I actually, I'm going to share this. The, the original message I had was on the five levels of God's presence. And I'll just share those real briefly because they apply in the battle. Five levels of his presence, his omnipresent. All places, all times, always omnipresent. God is always with you. Never fails, never hard, you know, really, really there one time and not so much another time. Always the same, with you. God with you. His promise, Jesus promised you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Omnipresent, always there. Now, this applies not just to you, but to the pre-saved people, to the prodigal people. I'm always with them. You pray for them with a revelation. Understand, you pray for your family, friends. You do warfare. You do battle for them. You're hoping for them. you got a vision for them. Understand this. No matter how bad it looks in their life, in the natural, God is always with them. Always there. Omnipresent. Now, we as your believers get to go to the next level. The next level is the indwelling presence. This is the yes to Jesus, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Fill me up. Immerse me in your power. I want more. I want it here. I'm glad you're here, but I want you here. Jesus, dwelling, abiding, anointing, indwelling power, presence of the Holy Spirit. That's Number two. Number three level, this. Gathering in his name. Where two or three gather in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So all of a sudden, he's taking this, not just as an omnipresent, that I'm always with you, but when you come together, I'm, I'm, I am. I am the I am right here, right now, in this place. Two or three, I show up in a new, dynamic, powerful way. That's why you, sometimes it gets a little frustrating. You take what we do here and try to translate it into your own private prayer time or own private prayer closet, and you're like, oh, it just doesn't feel the same. But he's still the omnipresent one. He's still the indwelling one. You're just, you're just ex- waiting for the, this to happen there. Not that it can't. I've, I mean, it can be even greater. <laughs> Trust me. Those private times are precious. Jesus got away on the wilderness all by himself. Amazing presence of the Father with him. Same thing. So we got the gatherer's name, the fourth level. We can all gather together, but boy, when we begin to sing and worship, God says, I am enthroned upon the praises of my people. When we worship him, the king, the king in his kingship 
in his authority, he comes in and dwells in the midst of that. What happens when the president walks into a room should happen? Everyone stands. The authority has walked into the room. What happens when the King Jesus walks into the room? My spirit, my inner man stands up. If I can't stand up in the natural, my spirit is standing up. The King, we worship you because you are the King. You're worthy of our worship. That's number four. Number five is the demonstrated presence. That's what happened in Acts 2. They're all together, one place, one accord. Presence is there. They're being unified. They're worshiping, breaking bread. Presence of God's there. Power of the Holy Spirit falls. All of a sudden, demonstrated presence. Tongues of fire. Speaking in tongues. Paul or Peter turns into a man of power and strength and authority and anointing and preaches a message where 3,000 people get saved. They went from a group in an upper room to an army in a day. In an experience of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Same God, same moment, same time for us. For us. This is not something that's going on just so we can know about it. He says, I'm telling you this. God says, I'm telling you this so you can know that it's yours too. I am no respecter of people, says the Lord. I don't put one up and one down. I lift all up that will allow me to be lifted up. So, just saying. Those are the five. That was my message before. So we're called to be a warrior. What, how long, what time is the picnic again? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Why? Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus, Jesus loves me. And um, so you have, you have to put up with me. Well, I was thinking about the warrior. We're called to be a warrior. And I realized as you will fight for what you've seen, what you perceive to be worth fighting for. And, and the Holy Spirit just started giving me some things. He says, are you willing to fight for your future? Are you willing to fight for your future? And I say that because sometimes we get trapped in hopelessness. And in that spirit of hopelessness, you don't feel like fighting for your future. You feel like settling for less. You feel like settling for what you have. You feel like settling for something different. You only live for today. You have no vision beyond that. I can testify to this. 
some have heard my testimony, my salvation story. I say, my testimony is still going on. I call it, I like to call, I prefer to call it my salvation story. But I was in a place where I felt trapped, hopeless, so I reverted to alcohol, drugs, and I pursued that because I had no self-image self of myself any other way than what I am. So I had hopelessness. I wasn't even fighting for my future. I would tell people, I'm, I'm hoping I live till 30. I'm sh I was shooting for 30, right? I thought, if I make it to 30, then I've made it. I've had a good life. It happens. Then you get to that point where you're looking, going, okay, you realize all of a sudden the whole weight I'm in trouble. I'm in big time trouble. Because I have no clue as to what my future looks like. I have no clue. I have no friends. I have just the next day to find this person so I can get that drug. And I would do it to the point of oblivion. Well, all that said, Jesus shows up. I didn't even realize he was there. But you know what? He was omnipresent. He was always there. And I was in my bedroom by myself. And I, all of a sudden I realized Christmas story, Easter story, that's about all I knew. And then next thing you know, it's like, Jesus really need your help. I'm stuck. I'm addicted. I can't get loose. Boom. I'm so grateful. I got a boom. I really did. It was like, pow. I said yes, and he said, yes. You're welcome. We're not yelling. But I got his yes. And it was, bang, I had a future. And I was going to fight for it. I had a hope, and I was going to fight for it. Because I knew where I'd been. I had an understanding, a glimpse of where I might be heading now. And I'm like going, I'm all in. I was all in the other way, I'm all in this way. So all of a sudden, I had a future. You too, today can be that day. Day can be that day because of his presence, because of his passionate love and pursuit of you. Today, seriously, your day. <laughs> Are you willing to fight for your family? Sometimes we get in places of family conflict that have been generations in coming. They go back years, and you look at it, and you're so discouraged. God, the past, all of a sudden the past becomes 
more powerful than the present. And the next thing you know, not only more powerful than the present, but more powerful than the God who is able to intervene and, um, and transform a family and do a miracle and a sign and a wonder right before your very eyes. So what happens then? All of a sudden you lose confidence or you sometimes like maybe, uh, just saying, point to myself, right? You dumb down your prayers. <laughs> you, you, you slacken in that pursuit for your family. And God says, pick up, pick up the sword again. Pick up the fire again. Pick up your armor again and fight for your families. Fight for this family. Fight for the family of God. Fight for the body of Christ. Fight for Pastor Jeff and Jane. Fight for them. Come alongside and fight for the leaders. Fight for them. Let them know. Let, the, let heaven know. You don't have to tell them. Tell heaven. Tell the Father. We're here. Release your power and authority on a church body. Do signs and wonders and miracles in this house. Break through the lies and the deceptions. Heal hurting bodies. Set the captive free. Bring anointing and life to those who need it. Raise up leaders and ministers and prophets and evangelists, pastors, teachers. Raise them up in this house, Father God. Let this house be a place of anointing and revival for the whole city, for all of northern Iowa to hear. There's a fire in Praise Community Church. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the thunder of God saying, I want to do this for you. Will you fight for your families? Talk about, and this is one thing I was sharing over, do you fight for your faith? Sometimes we get into the, into the battle, we say yes to Jesus. You're not necessarily saying yes to the battle. You say yes to Jesus, and all of a sudden he shows you, oh, wow, I'm in a battle. The other life was a lot easier because Satan didn't care. He already had me. So he just let me in. He just gave me those little pushes of encouragement to keep doing what you're doing. All of a sudden, I say, no, I resist you. I turn my back on you. I got my eyes on Jesus. Guess who's mad? <laughs> it don't matter. One day, 20 years with him, he's still mad. <laughs> He doesn't get over it. So just be aware. You see, look at someone. Well, I really don't have to pray for Pastor Jeff. You hear that message? Wow, he's really flowing now. He's really, I don't know. It's that same, the enemy is still mad. So we need one another. We need to be the warriors for each other, for the worship team, for Callie. Patrick, Deb, we need to be there for him. What gets in the way of our battle? I got, I got so much here. Oh, my goodness. All right, I'm just going to lift these on. I'm not going to talk about them anymore, but are you willing to fight for your healing, 
for freedom from sins, not salvation. I'm going to say we still have our challenges, right? Lost my temper again. Uh, start complaining again. You know, and you just start uh, get that uh, going on and say, fight, fight. I get so, I, I'm like, no, it don't matter. Fight, fight for you. Are you willing to fight for freedom from these sins? Christ has already set us free. We just need to embrace him, come back to him. This is why it's so important to have Holy Spirit inside of you because I talk to him. Talk to Holy Spirit inside of you and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me fight this. Because Father has promised in Corinthians, he says, no temptation. There's all common to man, but God is faithful, and he'll make a way of escape that you may be able to endure, you may be able to overcome it. So ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me. Empower me to overcome. Give me the grace to rise above it, ask, talk to Holy Spirit to overcome these besetting sins. Well, we were praying in the other room, and Steve was praying about, you know, water. God, just soak us today. Water the plants. Water our lives. Get us prepared. Let us, and we were talking, and God talked about, but I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to make you fruitful, and it's going to be awesome because you got a love and a joy and a peace. Gladness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, you're going to be fruitful. But sometimes you have to show up with the weed whacker. you got to show up with the rototiller. Now, the weed whacker is okay because it'll cut it off and it'll look good. Yeah, it looks good. That garden looks good. Guess what? The roots are still there. So the Lord said, Jim, take out the rototiller. <laughs> so I got to find where I am now because I've, oh yeah. Plans of the enemy against you. Strategies against you. This is to equip you for battle, to be aware of what the enemy has been trying to do to you. Anybody encouraged yet? A little bit? Thank you, Jesus. He wants you encouraged. Because you know what happens when we get encouraged? We get courage. Speak encouragement to one another. It will give them courage in the battle. Don't talk down. And if you're talking with somebody, don't talk negative about somebody else because the seed of that, it's a spirit. And the seed of that will infect the person you're talking to. And the next thing you know, that person you're talking to, you're not talking about them, but you're talking about someone else, but they'll feel negative. And they're not even the point you're talking about it. But it's the seed. It's the understanding. So that was one of the, that was one of the rototiller things, you know, just to kind of dig up the negativity. Dig up the grumbling, the murmuring, the complaining. Sorry, just hurt myself with that one. It's the truth. I just, you got to, God says to guard your heart, for out of it springs the issues, 
the expression of life. And we can't get fresh water and bitter water out of the same source if we're polluting the water that God has given us. Not your own water, the water that God has given us, his freshness of his spirit, his freedom of the spirit. We all have, you have that. We just don't want to pollute it with the negative stuff, with all the grumbling and murmuring and complaining. God says, please, don't do that. I got so much better. My water is so refreshing. My water is so incredible. My water is healing. My water brings life. Signs, wonders, miracles. Now I got to get to the screw. Okay. Um, 1 John 2. 1 John 2, 15 and 16 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and here they give you three understandings of the enemy's plan against you, is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, it's of the world. Sometimes we think of the world as, you know, all that other stuff out there. Drugs, murder, you know, those kind of things. Chaos, all of that. But the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. I went, wow, that's home. And <laughs> it's... And it's close to home. Lust of the flesh. Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Because that flesh was what drew me and drew me to drugs and alcohol. My flesh wanted it. Because I wanted to escape. I wanted to get out of the normal into the abnormal. God says, I want to get you out of the normal into the supernatural. Much better. <laughs> Trust me on this one. It's so much fun to be in the supernatural flow of Father God. It just opens up a whole new level of life and possibilities and expectation and dreams and all these things that the Father has. So instead of indulging in this little slice of the world, Get the, get the whole thing. Get Jesus. Get the word of God in us. Feed the spirit. You're here. This is feeding the spirit. This is feeding. Because you get around everyone here, and you get to worship with us, and you get to hear things, and, and whatever you hear from here, take out there and just keep feeding on it. Keep chewing on that. If there's something the Holy Spirit said uh, while I'm talking, you know, take that. Take it home. Feed on it. I remember that. I, yeah, that's good. Not, not just good. That's, that's Holy Spirit. Take and feed it. When Pastor Jeff has a message, you walk away, and I go, that was a good point. You know why it's such a good point to you? Because Holy Spirit wants to plant that good point right here in your heart and feed on that spirit to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the lust of the eyes, fix them on Jesus. That sounds simple. 
but it's intentional. The enemy will try to battle us from considering, thinking about Jesus, remembering him throughout the week, waking up and, and, and inviting him into your life first thing in the morning. To me, that, that's part of the fixing our eyes upon Jesus, bringing our thoughts back to him again. The eyes of our heart can be just as much as the natural eyes. The pride of life. Be humble. Pride comes before a crash and burn. <laughs> humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. You don't have to humble yourself under other people, but humble yourself under he will lift you up. He will put you in a place of victory, a place of success, a place of his love, a place of freedom, a place of hope, a place of healing, a place of his embrace. You humble yourself under his mighty hand, and there's no other place I'd rather be than here in his love. As long as you have his affection and his love for you, Everything else begins to fade, fade away, fade away. So the pride of life, part of that pride of life, too, is just asking for help. The enemy doesn't. That's what happened in Adam and Eve. Eve, enemy got her alone. He got her away from Adam. Had this one-on-one -on -one conversation. Kind of a bummer. Eve just didn't look out for Adam and say, Adam, 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 Adam I got this snake talking to me. What should I do? Hopefully the two of them together could have come up with a better answer than, yeah, I'll have the apple. Oh, that's why we're in the battle, right? Just saying, you know, sometimes, sometimes this pride of life says, I got to figure it out. I don't need to read the word every day. I'm doing good. I don't need to pray every day. I feel strong. Yeah, I got everything I needed on Sunday. Yes. No. <laughs> Trust me in this. God told me to ask. Don't raise your hand. Don't do nothing. But how often do you read the word of God during the week? Just look at your heart. Just say, God invites you in. I would invite you into this, this awesome experience because it will, like, challenge you, seriously challenge you to read his word. Uh, if you got an iPad or something, there's apps out there that will help you. I got a great read, it through, read through the year, and it gives us Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. So it lands on each every day. So if I if that's if that's what you have, it's really nice called U version. Really nice Bible app. But anyway, just saying that that's a tool. That's like part of our arsenal, part of the, the warrior uh, things that God has given us. I'm gonna I have to get to that. Because as as I was preparing, God started speaking. Telling me about to to make sure you guys are equipped for battle. 
And I'm not even going to get, you, you can't even get the full arsenal of God, the, all, the, all the power, all the equipment, all the things that he's given you to fight this fight of faith, to stand with his son, to walk in victory. But I'll, I'll just share a few things. Confession, repentance. Did you know repentance is a violent act? It's violent. Because it's, it's turning your back on the enemy. Can you imagine that? You're in this one-on-one with the enemy. And you're like, oh, no. Guess who's got to be your rear guard? <laughs> Jesus. He's watching your back. If you will turn your back on the enemy, I have a, he will watch your back. He'll give you wisdom, discernment, understanding to know. And just that's why you need to say in the word and in prayer because God will reveal any sneak attacks the enemy has against you. He will. God will show you what's going on. So we got confession, repentance, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus brings healing, deliverance, strength. The blood covers a multitude of sins. The blood is, speaks a better word than the word of the enemy. Because the accuser, the accuser of the brethren, the one that's accusing you has been cast down. Guess why he's been cast down? So the father can hear your voice and yours alone and not the voice of the accuser. Revelation. The enemy has been cast down. Read it real quick. John gets this great big picture of the heavenly realm and he says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation, the power, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. Here's This is all powerful arsenal in your your battle. I'm going to read those again. Salvation, power, the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And you overcome him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of your testimony, and you don't love your lives so much even to shrink from death. Patty touched on it in the prayers. That last one. Because all of our love is to Jesus. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor out of the overflow. But get the first one first. So many times we get frustrated, we try to love other people on, you know, with what we have in our hearts. And it's good, and it's, it's precious to Father, but he says, you love me first. I'll empower you to love others. You bring your heart, soul, mind, and strength to me, and I'll put my love on your weak love, and everything changes. So those are the word of God. We've talked about it. The two-edged sword. The name of Jesus. We've got the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. All of these flow together. All these flow together. It's like a machine gun. Get the enemy in your sight. 
the blood, the word, the name, the power, the authority, the anointing. Boom, 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 boom. Whatever, you know, whatever God brings about in that time, we start directing that attack. We don't war against flesh and blood, right, friends? It ain't against my brother and sister. Isn't it against people on the outside that have done me bad? It's not against them. The enemy, Satan, it's against him that we fight. It's in that realm that we are. The other one is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit brings all, he just releases anointing and strength upon everything we're talking about. If I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit, I'd be done. I'd be sitting there with nothing more to say. Same for all of us. Ask him. Acts 2 is still pertinent, still needed for today. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon some of the flesh. All flesh. My pastors and teachers will prophesy. Oh, no. Sons and daughters. What's prophecy? Encouragement. Building somebody up. Comforting somebody. It's a prophetic spirit. You have different levels of that, too, but I can't talk about that because I think I'm done. All right, done, Dan? I told Callie, he says, I'll go until I'm done. I don't even know when that's going to be. Hold on. Let me look at my notes one more time to make sure I didn't miss something that I should have said. Oh, I'm sure there is. Fight for your fight. Identify the enemy. Identify the need. Identify the cause. Identify the victor. Identify the leader. In church, rise up. Rise up and fight. One more, one more brief point. We are created in God's image because you know what Jesus says? Greater works than the shall you do because I'm going to the Father at the right hand of all authority, power, and dominion. Because I'm going, I'm sending my Holy Spirit, the very essence of who I am, to empower you, to indwell you, so that you can do greater works. Pray for miracles for your family. Pray for miracles. Be, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. We're going to see Holy Spirit do amazing stuff. Why? Because we're all fighting as one. Maybe a different battle, but we're all as one in the battle. And that one becomes so great, so multiplied, so awesome. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would, even now, release your armor upon us.
Equip us today, Holy Spirit. Equip us with the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. Rest upon me, O Lord God. Give us a passion for your word, a desire to know you and to, to talk to you every day. Holy Spirit, would you come today and wrap us up in your truth? Would you anoint our feet with the good news of peace? Lord, would you equip our shields of faith? Would you begin to establish our faith as strong and mighty, Lord God? Father, we don't see it, but you are mighty and strong, and we ask you to strengthen our faith. Give us boldness and confidence in you. Oh, Lord, and let the word, let your sword be sharp and do wonders and exploits on our behalf. I thank you, Lord, for miracles happening even today. We're thankful for your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.